I wish you all a happy Christmas. May the dear Lord bless you abundantly and grant you a joy-filled Christmas. I wish you a blessed Christmas. We do not give, we do give attention to big things. Fact weddings, big events. We give attention to extraordinary things. Uh, but when ordinary things happen, we don't give attention to it. We also uh, very much interested in best things best education, best houses, uh, best housing, best location, best employment. But when it's ordinary, simple, we don't give attention. In the midst of ex extraordinaries, uh, ordinary things don't come to the friend. The first Christmas, was a simple, ordinary event. Many people did not give attention to it. It went unnoticed by many. Even today, the first Christmas is not known to many. Even if it is known, they have not understood. We are very familiar with the Christmas story. We are familiar with the nativity play. I'm sure almost all of us participated in one way or another in the nativity play, either as an angel or a Joseph or a Mary. So we are, or king. Yesterday somebody said that I acted like king. Uh, I, I, I acted as a king. So that's, that's good. One way or other, we are familiar with the story and it, it remains in our minds. Some of us even know the uh, nativity scenes in order. Some of us even know the narrative, the infancy narrative as it is recorded in Matthew as well as in uh, Luke. But the question is, have we still, uh, have we understood the message? Familiarity breeds complacency. Is it that, uh, we take it lightly. In this context, I thought I will raise three simple questions. Uh, and then let's try to answer those questions in our meditation this morning. Um, what is Christmas? Secondly, how, uh, why do we need to celebrate Christmas? Thirdly, how to celebrate Christmas? These three simple questions, that's what I want to look at it in our meditation this morning. What is Christmas? Ravi Zacharias very beautifully said, it is the birth of the one who promised peace, joy, and love. It is the birth of the one who promised peace, joy, and love. Beautiful. It's an event in which God became human, a simple definition. But let's move a little further. On Christmas, what we learn is that God's love for humans 
revealed again. God revealed the love for humans again in the birth of Jesus. In fact, God has not abandoned his people. God reminds himself about the promise that he has made and he sent Jesus to us. In the Old Testament, God kept on sending people, patriarchs, judges, prophets, uh, kings, priests. He kept on sending these people. People partially are, people have not responded the messages, but in the last days, God sent his son to show his love for the humanity. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. That's what we read from the Bible. God's love is revealed in Jesus' birth. Now, God's salvation plan is revealed. What is his plan for the humans? What is that salvation plan? At the birth of Jesus, it is revealed. That's the reason angels came in big number and shouted in joy, saying this, glory to God in the highest heaven and on the earth peace among those whom he favors. Beautifully they sang. The salvation plan of God is now revealed. We do not know whether God has planned for Lucifer and fallen angels. They are there, whether God has got planned to redeem them, we don't know. But in the birth of Jesus, we know that this is the way God is going to save his people. God came to us in human form, born in the poor, ordinary, simple way. When the angel announced, he gave the sign you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. This is the sign. You know, this is how you are going to find this child. Uh, wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. If the angel announced, you will find the child wrapped with the royal cloth and lying in a royal bed, these shepherds would have not gone searching for this baby. These shepherds went because he's one among us. Bands of cloth, yes, it clicks my mind. Yes, major, it, it appeals to me. Yes, this child belongs to me. I belong to the child. Let's go and see. Jesus came in our form. He became the lowliest of the lowly so that everyone can go and join with him. Let's go and see the child. He is one among us. In the first words of the Bible is, in the beginning, God created heaven and the, uh, the heavens and the earth. God created the whole universe God created as the human beings. He had a purpose in creating all of us, but we failed. We corrupted the image of God. 
Now, in the coming of Jesus, God is coming with a new plan of recreating us. That's precisely the reason John, in his gospel, wrote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same expression he brings it in his gospel. That's creation. This is new creation. That's creation. It's recreation. In Jesus, he is going to recreate. We failed. We corrupted the image of God. Now Jesus is coming and he is going to recreate, restore the image of God back in us. Recreation. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. John says that. You know, when God created the world, he created the world through word, through his word. Let there be light. Let there be his word. Let there be, in English, three letters. But if you look at in Hebrew as well as in Greek, it is one letter. In, in Hebrew, it is yakhi. And in uh, Greek, it is genestesto. It is one word, and that word through which the world was created came in human form. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Scholars are saying that it is not just dwelling. No, no. He pitched his tent among us. Israelites immediately will understand what is the meaning of tent. God pitched his tent among us. The 40 years of their wilderness journey, they were living in tents. And the tabernacle was a tent. It's a temporary place. God was among them. The divine presence was among them. The divine presence was going with them in that journey. And he came and dwelt among us, made his tent among us. Jesus came and pitched his tent among us. In other words, Jesus is joining with us in this journey. You know, tent is a very important word. It's a temporary, ordinary uh, place. And he is willing to come in that ordinary situation. And he is willing to come in this temporary situation to give us his presence. We are in a journey. And Jesus came to dwell among us. You know, in, in this Christmas uh, time, we, in this Advent time, we lit candle. We are in a journey. We are in the journey to receive the Lord Jesus, uh, receive the, uh, uh, to face the second coming of our Lord Jesus. In this journey, Jesus is with us. This journey is filled with hope. And this journey, we have faith in Jesus. In this journey, we are filled with joy. That's where the, we lit the pink candle. And in this journey, we have peace. Three candles are in purple. What does that mean? We are preparing. We are preparing to meet Jesus. But in this journey, Jesus is with us. You know, some of us may, may ask, okay, Jesus came, died, rose again, and he went to heaven. What about his divine presence among us? There are two ways we can look at it. Jesus, after seeing the temple in Jerusalem, uh, talked to his disciples and said, you know, uh, 
disciples were saying that it, it took 46 years to build this temple. Jesus said, destroy this temple, I will raise it in three days. I will raise it in three days. Jesus is not talking about the temple. The temple who came to dwell among us, our Lord Jesus, he would die and rise again the third day, which means he is not gone. He is with us in this temporary world, in this journey, and he is with us. That's the reason before Jesus could ascend to heaven, he said, I am with you till the end of the age. Christmas, Jesus came to our level and he dwells among us. The second question, let's go quickly. Why we need to celebrate Christmas? Because some of us, we don't want to celebrate Christmas because we say that it's commercialized. It's full of commercial activity. I don't want to join with commercial activity, so let me not celebrate Christmas. Some of us say that, has Jesus born on 25th December? Do you know, is that the date he was born? I don't think he was born on 25th. Some of us would argue, the Orthodox would argue, saying that Jesus was born on 7th of January. We really do not know. So because we don't know the exact day, let us not celebrate, some of us would say. Some of us would say, no, 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 I want to be politically correct. I don't want to say happy Christmas. I want to say happy holidays. I want to, you know, uh, be politically correct in my statements. Why we need to celebrate Christmas? The angel, the angel when he announced, he very beautifully said, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. I am bringing you good news of great joy. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's joy, it's joy. This joy is eternal. It is due to your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is now restored. And God is not considering you anymore his enemy. God is not rejecting you anymore because Jesus has come and stood before us. God is pleased with all of us. God is embracing all of us. It's a time to rejoice. It's a time to celebrate. Now let's ask this question. What if Jesus had never been born? Let's ask this question. What if Jesus is not born? We would not have known what is love. We would not have known what is unconditional love. We know love. And that love is filled with conditions, expectations, demands. But Jesus is the one who has truly shown what is unconditional love. When he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing, he asked forgiveness for those who have not asked forgiveness. He asked forgiveness for those who were troubling him, who were crucifying him, who were punishing him. Unconditional love. Since he was born, we now know what is love. 
Someone said very beautifully, the love that we see in this world is something like this, get, 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 and forget. When you stop receiving, when, you, when your conditions are not fulfilled, you forgive, sorry, you forget. But God's love is something like this, give, 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 and forgive. His love is pure. Since Jesus is born, we now know what is love. Since Jesus is born, we know what is forgiveness. Since Jesus is born, we have now received forgiveness. Can you imagine a world which is not uh, with forgiveness? Can you, can you imagine uh, a world without forgiveness? No, there is no hope in that situation. We cannot live at all. Because Jesus, is, uh, Jesus has done everything for us on the cross, because he has brought forgiveness to us, we have hope. We have hope in this present world, and also we have hope for our future. In the infancy narrative, you would see the angel meeting with people, Zachariah. When angel Gabriel met with him, he said, do not fear. The same way when the angel met with Mary, do not fear. When the angel met with shepherds, do not fear. When Joseph had the dream, do not fear. Don't be afraid. The angels brought this command to us. Don't be afraid. You don't need to fear at all because Jesus has come to this world. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to celebrate. It's a great joy has come to all of us. We need to be celebrating. Now, let's come to the last question. How to celebrate Christmas? How to, say, how to, how to celebrate Christmas? Someone asked, what gift have you received on Christmas? Do you get everything that you wanted in Christmas? He said, I didn't get anything that I wanted, but it is not my birthday anyway. Someone said, this is the only birthday in which everyone gets gift except the person who celebrates Christmas, or the person who celebrates birthday. Which is true, right? The birthday boy is not receiving Christmas gift. The wise men came to Jerusalem. They were guided by the star. But they went to um, King Herod, thinking that the king of the Jews was born in the palace. But there he was not born. King Herod was disturbed. He immediately called all the uh, leaders, the, the theologians, uh, the religious leaders, and asked them to check where this king would be born. They are very knowledgeable, intelligent. They immediately found from Micah uh, and said he would be born in Bethlehem. They knew the place. But the wise men walked to Bethlehem and worshipped the Lord Jesus. If you read this in 
Matthew, you would notice that they prostrated themselves before the newborn baby and they worshipped the Lord Jesus. Prostrated. Baby Jesus, a child, a vulnerable child. The child needs to be uh, bathed. The child needs to be changed diaper. The child needs to be taken care. And they worshipped the Lord Jesus. The religious leaders, the theologians, the intellectuals, they knew that the child will be born in Bethlehem. They have been given this clear indication that he has already been born, but we don't read that they went five, mil, five miles to see Jesus. But these wise men, we really do not know from where they came. There's a lot of legendary stories about them from different parts of the world. Probably two years they walked or they traveled to come and worship the king. Shepherds, they got the news in the night that Jesus was born, the Messiah is born. The, the angel did not give any explicit command that they should go and meet with this baby. The, the, the angel did not say that. They are busy people, 24-7 they are at work. They could have thought that, okay, baby is born, let the child grow big and we could go and see him. But that's not the way they acted. The next day they were there in Bethlehem worshiping the Lord Jesus. They immediately went and saw Jesus. That's not what they did only. They did more than that. Immediately after saw baby Jesus, they went around and talked about this baby. Their understanding is very poor. They are not that intellectual, but they started witnessing the baby whom they have just seen. How they witnessed, they went around and said about what they have heard and what they have seen. What they have heard, whatever the angel said, they heard it. Whatever they have seen, they started going around and proclaiming. With all enthusiasm, they started telling. That's how they responded to the birth of Jesus. Two groups responded very well. The wise men responded very well by prostrating before Jesus and worshipped him. The shepherds, nobody told them how to witnessing, uh, how to witness for Christ, but they went around and they proclaimed Jesus. Someone very beautifully said, it is not what you know, it is what you do with what you know makes the difference. It is not what you know, it is to do with what you know makes the difference. We all know that Jesus is born. What are we doing with that uh, message? I want to finish with this illustration. In US, 39.2% shoppers buy gift vouchers or gift cards. You know, that's available here also, gift cards. 
among these gift cards, people normally buy restaurant uh, vouchers or restaurant gift cards. 33.4% people buy restaurant coupons. According to an estimate made by a journal uh, of taxation, uh, a typical American family has an average of uh, $300 unused or unredeemed gift card in their house. $300. Uh, these uh, coupons are either misplaced or thrown by mistake or partially used. But typical house would have $300 worth of gift cards. Again, this particular journal says between 2005 and 2011, a long time ago, of course, 10 years ago, $41 billion in gift card went unused. $41 billion went unused. God's greatest gift given to us is our Lord Jesus. What are we doing with him? May the dear Lord help us so that we always stand behind him and follow him. May the dear Lord grant us a peace, joy-filled Christmas. God bless us all. Amen.